Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Welcome to the country that used to be known as America. What are we known as now? We're not sure, but we are certainly being occupied by a hostile power, and we'll get all into it on this show. Donald Trump gets indicted for a third time. Third time's a charm. Hunter Biden told Devin Archer to buy a burner phone three days before meeting VP Joe Biden at the White House. Congressman Ronnie Jackson joins the show. Staunch Trump ally. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I just got to start the show. I talk about it a lot, but I got to say off the top, these people are trying to destroy the nation. There is no other explanation. Now, we're going to get into a lot more of the details of what the ghost in the machine actually means. Learn that phrase, the ghost in the machine. We're going to get into who's actually doing what. Because they're not really indicting Trump, are they? And they're not really protecting Biden. They don't care if Joe Biden falls off a cliff. They don't care about the guy. Not a single one of the people who are actually in charge in this country would shed a single tear. This is all a metaphor for the people they actually see as the enemy. And the person they really see as the enemy is looking right into the cell phone that you're watching this on or the screen that you're watching this on. Looked at you in the mirror this morning. That's the person that they actually see as the enemy. They want to destroy this country. They want to destroy our currency. They want to destroy the things that make your life worth living. Consider right now investing in gold. Invest in precious metals. Invest with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can protect you against these monsters who wish to take from you everything because they have decided to burn this place to the ground. Controlled demolition is what they're about. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that America just lost their AAA rating? Just yesterday, we'll cover it in the show. We they America America the American currency and, and the American economy has been downgraded by Frisk. In a, in a, in a in a historic first, we're losing our banking system. We're losing our economy. Consider, ladies and gentlemen, investing in something that has withheld value. Over the course of time, certainly not the American dollar, get $5,000 of free silver with a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today. My friends at Allegiance Gold can take care of you. What is this all about? This is not about what's happening in America in 2023. It's not about Donald Trump. And it's not about the indictments. And it's certainly not about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a laughingstock. Joe Biden's barely alive. Joe Biden is not powerful and pulling the strings behind the scenes, Joe Biden uh, can't barely pull the drawstrings of his own swimsuit. We showed you those horrible photos uh, two days ago. Joe Biden shirtless on the beach. Apparently, he's transitioning. We wish him luck on his personal journey. Uh, plenty of estrogen in that body. Joe Biden's not in charge of Jack. Stop assuming that. There, is, there are people, however, that are in, 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 in charge. There is actually a sophisticated group of individuals who operate this country. Those people, as somebody who's lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years, started my career in Washington, D.C., seen uh, behind closed doors and inside of the bowels of that city, I can tell you exactly how the city operates. Think Henry Kissinger, not just the man, but like him, like a hundred year old Henry Kissinger still shuffling around the hallways of Washington. He's been making bad decisions, killing and slaughtering people, destroying America since the 1970s. This guy won't go away. Bad penny, fossil, barnacle, fossilized at the bottom of the ship, the USS America. Think about that guy and then think him times 200,000. Permanent residents of Washington, D.C., bureaucratic apparatchiks who hover over the outlets of power and the centers of power in that city, who watch presidents come and go. They don't care. They stay. They are dug in, baby. And they got real power over these uppity jack wagons who wish to come in and change things. <laughs> Somebody tried that in 1960. Didn't work out great for them. These people have the power to decide who runs. They have the power to decide who wins. They have the power to decide who stays in office. Just knock on Richard Nixon's door. And go ahead and ask him, hey, uh, yo, Dick, how, how did it work out for you? You were the most popular president in American history. How'd that work out for you? These people were in charge. 
These people were running everything and were ensuring that they got their results every single time. They were ensuring that through psyops, through rigging, and through the organs of which they control, the media being a very important one. In the year 2016, they, the institutionalized ghost in the machine, the system, decided that they were going to back Hillary Clinton, obviously. Hillary Clinton was a known apparatchik. She was an organ, a neocon. She's somebody who would start wars. She's somebody who would bomb innocent kids and civilians all over the world. Hillary Clinton is one of them. Hillary Clinton will sign off on any budget. Her husband certainly did sign off on any budget, trample any right, shred any part of the Constitution that is necessary in order to get further engorged power for the system. Okay, so Hillary Clinton was it. And boy, everyone was ready. Everyone was ready to party on election night. Man, they had rigged it against Trump. They had figured out that they could make sure that Donald Trump was at effectively 1% in the polls. And the polls I'm talking about there is Donald Trump's chances of winning in 2016. The Washington Post famously wrote that Donald Trump has has approached 0% chance of winning in 2016. And then Donald Trump did something really interesting. Donald Trump turned the tables on them. In the national debates, Donald Trump started talking about the failed security state, WMDs in Iraq, how they didn't exist, foreign wars that lasted 20 years that only sought to kill off our best young men at the expense of engorging this monster and this beast at the heart of our federal government. Donald Trump began taking it directly to what he would call the deep state and was the first candidate to ever begin talking about what a deep state was. And then finally, Donald Trump said this to Hillary Clinton on stage. Now, let me make this very clear. The power of the deep state is in their capacity to control what is justice, what is truth, what is actually happening in this country, who gets charged and who doesn't and who skates. And they let Hillary Clinton skate on her charges. Hillary Clinton was guilty as sin. She was more guilty than Joe Biden is. Hillary Clinton is more. Joe Biden's guilty as hell. Hillary Clinton was more so. There is more demonstrable, empirical evidence that Hillary Clinton destroyed subpoenas under emails, under subpoena, data and information from the federal government, opened up her office to potential foreign hacking. Hillary Clinton was a monster, broke every rule in the book and was protected by this state. And they couldn't have people knowing that there were two tiers of Americans, that there are two types of Americans, those who are protected by the monster, the ghost in the machine, and those who are not. Just the very relevance and the speaking, Donald Trump speaking about this machine and this system was enough to terrify them and cause a psychotic break. Their job is to not be seen nor heard, but to simply operate and to choose and to destroy the will of the people. But Donald Trump called them out on it and then called out Hillary Clinton on what she had done. And then Donald Trump declared that he would use his power in office in order to right that ship. This is the moment, ladies and gentlemen, that Donald Trump decided upon his fate, Donald Trump at war with the machine, the indictments stem from this very moment in history. Watch. After getting the subpoena, you delete 33 thousand emails and then you acid wash them or bleach them as you would say a very expensive process so we're going to get a special prosecutor and we're going to look into it because you know what people have been their lives have been destroyed for doing one fifth of what you've done and it's a disgrace and honestly you ought to be ashamed of Secretary yourself Clinton, i want to follow up on that yeah, i'm going to let you just talk about it because everything he just said is absolutely false but i'm not oh, surprised really? in the first debate and when in the really, first the debate, audience needs to I told people here. that it would be impossible to be fact-checking Donald all the time. I'd never get to talk about anything I want to do and how we're going to really uh, make lives better for people. So 
once again, go to HillaryClinton.com. We have literally Trump. You can fact check him, fact check, fact check him in real time. Last time at the first debate, we had millions of people uh, fact checking. So I expect we'll have millions more fact checking uh, because, you know, it is uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. That's the moment. That's the moment where they were called out. This indeed is the moment that they decided, and by they, I mean the superstate, the system, the machine, decided that Donald Trump had to be punished. Now, what happened next was really, really something biblical. What happened next was Donald Trump would go on to win, in spite of all the rigging, in order to fluff their preferred candidate these people were defeated, and then they were internationally embarrassed. They were humiliated abroad. They were humiliated because their entire worldview is based on them being able to control things. The entire projection of their power is them being able to control something. And they couldn't control this American election, and Donald Trump won by calling them out, channeling the American people to use him as a tool, which we did, and then we voted them down in the greatest repudiation and the, arguably the greatest electoral landslide in my lifetime. That group of mendacious individuals then went into their caves and they had a psychotic break. And they began to say, well, if we can't run this country, no one will run this country. We will destroy the currency. We will destroy the military. We will destroy the social fabric. We will destroy justice itself. We'll destroy free speech. We'll destroy the presidency. We'll end this country because these people have deep, blackened, demonic energy. And so here, ladies and gentlemen, we face ourselves in the current day understanding who our enemy is. This is why they are bringing these charges against Donald Trump. And those who had a prophetic word in our favor at the very, very onset of this march against Donald Trump to put him in prison. By the way, it's not about Donald Trump going to jail. It's about you. They hate you. They hate your existence. They hate that you don't trust them and that you have notched their failures and noticed their failures. They don't like the American people. And so they are here to punish us. And that's what these indictments are about. These indictments are about forcing you to understand who is truly in charge. It's not really about Donald Trump, and it's certainly not about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is just simply a fixture of their psychosexual obsession with power. He's a feature of it. So we can install this disease, dementia-riddled, old predator, and you can't do anything about it. We installed him. That's how powerful we are. Donald Trump didn't commit any crimes. Doesn't matter. He's facing a thousand years in prison. We can do that. We made the crimes up. The, the, no, no need to like worry about it. We made the crimes up. Th doesn't matter. Donald Trump, orange man, hurt us once, and so we now will hurt back. That is the mendacity of these people. And that is what this system is doing. Represented by Jack Smith, obviously encouraged by Joe Biden, but truly it's not Joe Biden at all. It is the system around him, the system that represents that deep state, that machine. And that ghost in the machine can be called out and has been called out. Those with the prophetic word who you were listening to, Rush Limbaugh, on one of his final broadcasts, he predicted this moment. He knew this was going to happen, and he knew what the result would be as well. Listen to this. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again. Because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. 
They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can, they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. See that? Isn't that perfect? You came before Trump. You were here before Trump. Trump was our tool. We decided that we hated this super state. We decided that we hated this part of the country. We decided together that we were going to use Donald Trump as a tool. I'm a fan of Donald Trump, but he is simply a tool that we, the American people, used in order to punish this deep state. And now they are punishing back. Ladies and gentlemen, the charge that they are trying to get Donald Trump on from yesterday. Oh, here's the news. That's what's actually happening. And here's the news that locks in and correlates perfectly to it. The charge that they are going against Donald Trump for is really, utterly stunning. They are saying that Donald Trump does not have free speech. That is what this indictment is about. If you read the indictment and if you redlined everything that is protected by the First Amendment, then you'd have nothing left. The indictment would be just a couple of words, like look like a mad lib. But here they are saying, and we have long said they hate the First Amendment because the First Amendment allows freedom of thought and allows freedom people to freely choose what they think, what they say, to listen to this programming. They hate that. These people have a psychosexual obsession with power and controlling power. And so Donald Trump having free speech is too dangerous for them. So now they are indicting Donald Trump for free speech. Read this section of the indictment. It acknowledges that Donald Trump has the right to say, even falsely, the results were fraudulent and claim that he won the election. That's protected by the First Amendment. But the indictment says he can't lie about the election fraud. So they have to prove that Donald Trump didn't believe his own speech effectively here. So it says in the indictment, Donald Trump is not allowed to lie about an election. Oh, that's interesting. Now they're going to try and put Donald Trump in jail for 55 years. That's what this is. So Donald Trump isn't allowed to lie about an election. Got it. So what about um, what about this individual? Here's a lady who, to this very day, will tell you, will go on any news program you invite her on, and will tell you that she is the rightful governor of the state of Georgia. Will she be going to prison? You have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. Where's prison for Stacey Abrams? Uh, by the way, if you're going to lock up former presidents, I mean, if that's now the precedent, Jimmy Carter, I know he's almost 100 years old, but he certainly does deserve jail time for this statement that obviously is untrue. Watch. There's no doubt that the Russians did interfere in the election. And I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election and he was put in office because the Russians interfered on his behalf. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> okay, got it. So why not throw Jimmy Carter in prison? Again, it seems cruel. Jimmy Carter's nearly 100 years old. I think he has cancer now. But hey, listen, man, them's just desserts. Play the game. You're going to get hit. Jimmy Carter saying that Donald Trump didn't actually win the election, that Russians stole it from him. That's clearly a lie. That's a lie. And based on Jack Smith's filing against Donald Trump, he's not allowed to say that. Of course, you know what comes next. You know who certainly belongs in jail. Donald Trump said you belong in jail because you'd be in jail, the most famous lines ever uttered during a presidential debate. How, how do you possibly, how do you possibly not imprison Hillary Clinton? Based on this statute, how do you not possibly imprison Hillary Clinton for these comments.
I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. Got it. Well, Hillary Clinton will have plenty of time to do finger painting of corrupt human tornadoes when she's in federal lockup for falsely claiming when she knows better that she is the legitimate president of the United States. These people have done this again and again and again. But I think there's a really important note to go back and pinpoint down in 2005 when Senator Barbara Boxer of California joined with 32 members of the Democrat House in order to flip, in order to turn the electors of Ohio, in order to swing the election to John Kerry. They actually brought this to the Senate floor. Does that sound familiar? They said that we need to wipe the slate of electors from Ohio because they disputed how those votes were counted and that we need to push the Ohio electoral votes to our preferred candidate, John Kerry. Sound familiar? It looks like this. We must ask certain questions. Because of this and voting irregularities in so many other places, I joined today with Congresswoman Stephanie Tubbs Jones, a 10-year judge, an eight-year prosecutor, a six-year member of Congress, a woman inducted into the Women's Hall of Fame. Folks, she has great credibility. And she asked just one senator, to take a couple of hours. I hate inconvenience. That's what they tried. That is precisely what they are charging Donald Trump with today. Those exact same actions. And we could go on and on and on. We could do the entire rest of the show. We could do the entire rest of the show. For the next 30 minutes, we could show you clips of Democrats denying the election results claiming that they are either elected or that Al Gore should be president. Under this statute, George W. Bush should have put Al Gore in prison because Al Gore traveled around the country and made an entire cottage industry about claiming that he was the president of the United States. For years, it's hard to remember because it was 20 years ago, but that's how Al Gore made a career after politics wobbling around and to any microphone that he could get his face in front of and saying he's the president of the United States. Here's more Democrats doing this. These people, they're shameless. Watch. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. It's an interference, though. That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you you know, fight against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? But... <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. But there absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. I object because people are horrified. <laughs> God, you love it. I have good news. I have a white pill for you. Now, there's, there, there is a obviously dark cloud over the country right now, and it is important to be able to look, stare down the face of your enemy and to actually see who they are. And we try as hard as we can on this show not to be doomers and not to be blackpilled and not to try and drag you down. There's plenty of that in life. We want to be uplifting. But it is important. You must know thy enemy, right? And so it's important to have a, a time when we can like actually chat about what, who are we fighting here exactly? What are we fighting? 
And what you are fighting is a system that hates you and a system, by the way, that is so blinded by their own uh, psychotic break and uh, demonic lust for power that they've overreached here. I've spoken with a number of Republican lawyers and a number of people who've argued before the Supreme Court, and perhaps we'll have them on the show in the coming days. But there is a legitimate argument that this screed, which if you go through and you read the indictment, reads like a op-ed from a first-year gender studies major at Brown University to the New York Times op-ed page. It is such a true, absolute, degenerate rambling. And we're going to go through some of the more hysterical claims in all of this. Because what Jack Smith does is he goes and he, he, he just twists federal statute in order to try and like pin motive on Donald Trump. But there's no way that you can pin motive on Donald Trump. In fact, his own filing here just completely pulls the rug out of the argument that Donald Trump wanted to incite uh, an insurrection or rebellion, which they were saying for years, that's what they would get Donald Trump on, right? Because if you were to be charged with insurrection or rebellion, then Donald Trump wouldn't be able to run for president. Then you'd have a real constitutional problem on your hand, hands because uh, via the 14th Amendment, you, Donald Trump wouldn't be able to, to, to run for president again. He cannot hold federal office. I mean, that, those are the binding laws of the land. That's never happened. Nobody's ever been charged with that. But those are the laws of the land. If they were to come after him with insurrection, but they couldn't find any evidence of that. This is, this is such weak gruel, such weak beer. They couldn't find any evidence. They've been drumming it up. We're going to get Trump off the ballot. An insurrection charge, a rebellion charge. Nope. Couldn't do it. So they had to cobble together this pathetic, flimsy, as the foam on top of your latte, do, uh, uh, a filing indictment of Donald Trump. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with the white pill. My... My lawyer friends who are Republicans, uh, you know, and arguably they're conservatives and they're pro-Trump, but my lawyer friends are straight up saying th this on its face is so egregious to our Constitution to say that a, a president outside of the White House on the morning of January 6th doesn't have a right to free speech, that this will go, they'll essentially, they'll file a cert and they'll go straight to the Supreme Court. They're going to end around. They're going to go straight to the Supreme Court. They're going to go pat. They're going to not going to wait for judgment here. And they're going to go. And the Supreme Court is going to say. Uh, this is trash. This isn't allowed. And this is actually the purpose of the Supreme Court, because there have always been a hyper partisan courts in America. This is not something new. There have always been courts that would uh, strike down or uphold things that were wrong, but th but they're corrupt too, too, right? Court systems are corrupt, and the D.C. court system is deeply corrupt. Dude, m my sources are telling me that there is a chance that Donald Trump brings this directly to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court often does this, just absolutely trashes it and says, no, we're, you're not you're, – you are not going to be allowed to charge that case because what they'll, what they'll do is they'll effectively find Trump innocent of these charges – and what they'll point to is the fact that Donald Trump's already been found innocent of these charges, something that I think many pundits are missing, is that they brought Donald Trump up on insurrection charges in the Senate. They impeached Donald Trump in the House, brought it over to the Senate, and the Senate laughed it out of the building. Donald Trump was already on trial for this, and the Senate laughed it out of the building. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to Michael Tracy's account here. Michael Tracy does really spectacular work. We're going to talk to some of – we're going to look through some of the uh, – items here on the indictment docket. And we're going to read the actual indictment. And it's just, just next level hysterical what they're trying to go after Trump for here. Here we go. They're saying that Donald Trump, Donald Trump, the defendant repeatedly refused to approve a message directing rioters to leave the Capitol as urged by most senior advisors. Instead, he issued two tweets to ask rioter, 
that did not ask rioters to leave the Capitol and falsely suggested that the crowd of the Capitol was being peaceful, including please support Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of the country. Stay peaceful. And at 313, I am asking everyone in the United States Capitol to stay peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect law and order and great men. Men and women in blue are great men and women in blue. Thank you. Oh, okay. So Donald Trump demanded that the crowd be peaceful on January 6th. Cell phone of the century. Moving up here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a count for allegations contained in paragraph one through four through eight. This is an indictment saying that Donald Trump stopped people from having the right to vote in 2020. Donald Trump did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate, and agree with co-conspirators unknown to the grand jury to oppress, threaten, and intimidate one or more persons in the free exercise, enjoyment of a right and privilege by the Constitution, the right to vote. Where? Where? Show me a person, find me a person that Donald Trump stopped from voting. One person. Find me that single person. I'll wait. Where? That's what they're charging Donald Trump with. They say it again. Interfered with the right to vote in section 104. Where? Where did Donald Trump interfere with a single person's right to vote? This is a screechy op-ed from a barren liberal woman on the Upper East Side in New York that is going to die and be eaten by her cats. Truly, truly breathtaking. This is one, this one I think is absolutely spectacular. According to Jack Smith, the criminal conspiracy for the president to tell lies and then to attempt to give those lies the backing of the federal government Trump is apparently the first president to, that ever sought to propagate government-backed lies. That's right. So going after Donald Trump for lying and then attempting to give his lies the backing of the federal government. Great. And then Trump's retweets are a crime. Man, we told you this was going to happen. Donald Trump's retweets are a crime. The defendant retweeted a post labeling legislators cowards. That's what they're going after Donald Trump for. <laughs> Along with free speech. You got to laugh. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. So that's what that's what they're that's what they're coming. That's what they're coming at Trump for. His retweets, his saying that people should be peaceful at the Capitol building, no charges of insurrection, no charges of rebellion. And then Donald Trump uh, uh, apparently saying that Donald Trump said false things as an elected official. Ooh, baby. Oh, man, I, I can hear Clarence, Clarence Thomas polishing up his gavel right now. Trump's lawyers are going to absolutely take this to the bank and shred this indictment. Trump's lawyers uh, saying the First Amendment, of course, is going to protect us from all of these charges. Watch. It's a terribly tragic day that we find ourselves in where political speech now has been criminalized where an existing Justice Department, Merrick Garland, has a boss. His name is Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's running against Donald Trump and losing currently. And now we have that Justice Department indicting President Trump for actions that he took as the executive, as the chief executive of the United States with respect to public policy matters. So now we have the criminalization and the weaponization of public policy and political speech by one political party over another. And it's not surprising when it comes. It comes on the heels of unbelievable allegations against uh, Mr. Biden and, and his son as well as the fact that Donald Trump is, is leading in the polls right now. It affects not just Donald Trump, it affects every American who now realizes that the First Amendment is under assault. It's under attack by the Biden administration. This will give Donald Trump subpoena power. Do you know this? They're going to be able to relitigate the 2020 election. Do they actually want that? Donald Trump will have subpoena power to go in and to go into these states and to start evidence gathering. Do they wish for that? Is that what they actually want? Jonathan Turley, one of our favorites, saying this is a direct attack on free speech. This entire indictment is a total joke. 
Well, you know, this is a free speech killing indictment. Uh, there's no way around it. As you know, I write a great deal as an academic in the free speech area, and I've rarely seen a more chilling filing uh, by the Department of Justice. I mean, the question that people have to ask themselves is, when is the price too high? I mean, I, people are obviously enraged, but when is the price too high to bag Donald Trump? This indictment is that prohibitive cost. I mean, what they are attempting to do is criminalize what they consider to be disinformation. And I have to tell you, this indictment is a really sad moment for me. I had, I had hoped that if Smith was going to indict on January 6th, that he would find unassailable evidence and unquestioned legal authority. He has neither in this indictment. But what he you does know, have is the yeah. criminalization of political speech. The criminalization of political speech. You have the political right to object to the way that your election went. You even have the constitutional right, of course, to do that. One of our favorite constitutional scholars, a man who has a 30-year career at the DOJ, a friend of the show, Brett Tolman, called this indictment cringy and criminalizing thought, terrifying the links to which they will go. Have a listen. You know, Laura, when you, when you watch a Hollywood movie where they're portraying some fantastic, amazing athlete, but they're using an actor who just doesn't have the right swing or can't make the jump shot, that is what this prosecutor is, and that is what this indictment is. It is cringy. It's so tough for me, having drafted these, presented these to grand juries, to sit and watch him manipulate and the legal wrangling that he has to go through in this document to actually criminalize thought, criminalize legal advice, criminalize a legal position and, 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 a, and a strategy that whether they're right or wrong, that they had uh, believing that this, this election was rigged. And so you don't see any reference to mens rea, the criminal intent, because they can't put it in the document. They can't find crim criminal intent in Donald Trump or any of these four lawyers, a political consultant and a civil lawyer in DOJ. Those are the co-conspirators in this case. So this is pretty interesting. You're starting to see some of the most respected people in the legal profession say, wait a second, this is going to go directly to the Supreme Court. We're not trying to give you uh, hopium, right? Hopium. Oh, yeah. Well, like someone will swoop in and this was all part of the plan. This is bad for Trump. And the, the judge that this is going to in D.C., is a very nasty judge. This is the only judge that has given January Sixers more time in jail than the government has asked for. This judge worked with Hunter Biden at a law firm. This judge should be recused, of course. So we're not saying that this is all sunshine and roses and gumdrops, but we are saying that the smartest political minds, another friend of the show, Alan Dershowitz, is saying this is going to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to laugh this out. They're going to shove this down Jack Smith's throat. Watch. The government has the burden of proving beyond reasonable doubt that subjectively Donald Trump actually believed that he lost the election and acted contrary to that belief. Now, I've read the indictment very carefully. There is no smoking gun. There is no one who is credibly prepared to testify that Donald Trump said to him, I know personally I lost the election. There's a lot of evidence that people told him he lost the election, but you know Donald Trump. And you know that he's going to make up his own mind and they're going to have a very hard time proving it. Now, it's the District of Columbia. Ninety some odd percent of the jury pool will have voted against them. So they may actually get a conviction from a D.C. jury. But will it survive appellate review and review to the Supreme Court? I do not think so. I do not think so, says Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, of course, is somebody who would know about arguing before the Supreme Court and somebody who is not a Trump fan voted against Trump twice and is saying this is this is fraudulent. This entire system, it's all rigged. This is attempting to take Donald Trump out before he can run in 2024. And one of Donald Trump's strongest defenders and somebody who understands that Donald Trump is fit for 2024 is Donald Trump's old doctor, who's now a member of Congress. The esteemed Ronnie Jackson of Texas joins us now.
Congressman, thank you so much for being on the program. Deeply appreciate it. And deeply appreciate your tweets. You you clearly don't let your staff write your tweets. You are like out there punching the keyboard. And the moment that this happened, you were just in a blind, red rage. Talk me through what this looks like from a congressional perspective, and especially as somebody who has been a close confidant of Donald Trump. You were his doctor. Yeah, absolutely, Vinny. I, I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot like Donald Trump in that regard, which is why so many people in this country like him, because he's unfiltered. He says what he thinks and he, what you see is what you get. And it's just so rare in politics. It really is. But I'm just I'm disgusted with this whole thing. You know, I mean, look at the timing of this. Every time something comes up and it's it, it, it looks like it's going to be a problem for President Biden, Hunter Biden, the Biden administration, they come out with a new uh, charge, a new indictment against President Trump to distract. And, and this is just unbelievable. Uh, the, the double standard here. When you look at what's going on, you have the same people involved in this. You have the DOJ and the FBI that are going out of their way to put together sweetheart deals for uh, for Hunter Biden to cover up all of his misdeeds, uh, to cover up the association between him and the president. Anything they can do to, to bury that, to bury that completely. Simultaneously, these same people are going after President Trump on anything and everything they can find. And they're actually inventing charges and going back, uh, you know, to statutes that are, you know, that are decades and de- hundreds of years old just yeah. to find ways to charge him, to come up with creative ways to charge him for stuff that no one else would ever be charged with. And quite honestly, no one else has ever been charged with some yes. of this stuff. And uh, so it's just pathetic. Uh, the American people are starting to see through it, uh, despite the fact that the mainstream media and the left has done everything they can to protect this man, social media, so on and so forth. It's it's becoming so overwhelming that it, it's undeniable now and that everyone sees through what's happening. And, and I hope we get to a point now where we can uh, where we can continue. Uh, well, I'm going to continue to support President Trump, you know, uh, to, to my last breath. But we, we, we need to support President Trump. We need President Trump back in the White House because he's the one person that can can really fix what's broken in this country. I mean, there are other people that may be able to do it, but he's a man that I know can do it. And simultaneously, we have to hold the Biden administration, the corrupt Biden family accountable for what's going on here, because this is a serious serious threat to our national security. When you look at uh, at the accusations here, the fact that, that there's a pay to play system going on with Ukraine and potentially with China, uh, two of our, you know, and, and Russia being our adversary and all the money that we're dumping into the Ukraine-Russia uh, conflict. And then the fact that China is one of our main adversaries. These are these are big issues. And, and I think that we're going to end up impeaching President uh, Biden over it. I was going to ask that. Are you in favor? Hell yeah, I'm in favor of that. We need to do that. We need to do it as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. It does seem like some people are digging in their heels. However, the sources that we have in Congress are saying, yo, this indictment against Donald Trump is all but guaranteeing that Joe Biden gets impeached. Uh, Your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, and, and here's the issue. People are, like I said, people are outraged because they see what's happening. And every day that goes by in this, we have more and more people that are coming out as whistleblowers, more and more documents that are being leaked out. I, I say that the bar to impeach Biden is a thousand times higher than it was for Trump. There was no bar for Trump. They just said they were going to do it and they did it. And they didn't even really care if there was any real reason to do it. But the bar is going to be really high for Biden because, you know, if we impeach him in the House, it's got to go to the Senate and they have to convict him in the Senate. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. We have some rhino Republicans, uh, you know, that, that don't want to go through that process in the Senate. And uh, we have to have enough evidence that they could, that when we lay it on the table in the Senate, they look at it and they're like, well, there's no way we can do anything but uh, convict this guy. And, and, and that's, that's what we're trying to do right now in the house. And we got some real rock stars. We got Jim Jordan. We got Jamie Comer. We got Jason Smith, the head of these important committees, arms or uh, the uh, uh, oversight uh, judiciary and ways and means that are digging into some of this stuff. And those guys aren't going to stop. They're going to keep pushing and and we're going to get to that we're, we're going to reach that bar we're going to reach it soon and i hope we i hope we have the courage in the house i know i do but i hope my colleagues in the house have the courage to pull the trigger on this because a lot of people in our audience uh, not to put you on the spot here obviously you're one you're one of our favorite congressmen currently serving but a lot of people are like what is what's the use of the republican party and at what point do, do do they do anything to protect us? And we started the show with a long monologue about what's really happening here with the permanent security state that is standing antithetical to the American people uh, and is attempting to force their will down and punish the American people who supported Donald Trump. At, at what point does a Republican Congress understand this? And at what point do Republicans start acting out the will of their voters? 
Well, I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, you know, Republicans have to put their money where their mouth is. And and I'll tell you, you know, what's happening in our country right now with the weaponization of government uh, where, you know, one, the, the government in power can weaponize every all the assets that they have available to them, which are absolutely consider, you know, considerable when looking at the FBI and the IRS and everything else against their political opponents. This is Soviet Union type stuff that's happening in our country right now. So I think we have one chance to fix this. I see, you know, I hear talk on the on the floor of the House saying, well, we don't want to go down uh, with the actual impeachment. It's going to put a lot of these vulnerable members that are in these uh, these uh, districts that Biden won by a few points. It's going to put them at risk. You know what? There comes a point where you have to ignore that stuff and you have to do what's right. And I think we have one chance to save our country in the next in the, in the next few months, in the next year. And we cannot allow another four years of Biden where our country, I don't know if we can recover from it. So I say those people. I get where they're coming from. I understand their sensitivities. I'm not in a district like that, but I think if I were in a district like that, I would be in a situation right now where I say, you know what, I'm going to have to do what's right. I'm going to have to take my chances in the next election. I'm going to have to work hard to explain it to my constituents, but we can't let our country go down this path. Congressman, I want to ask you about your old boss, uh, Barack Obama, because the smarter people in my circles are saying, wait a second, <laughs> hold on. There's no way that Barack Obama didn't know that this pay for play was going on with Joe Biden. He gave Ukraine to Joe Biden. Um, this was happening under his watch. And these were policy prescriptions that had to be signed off by him. And so what culpability could there be with Joe Biden going down uh, that sort of trickling its way upward towards uh, the big man, perhaps, maybe the, the real big man, uh, uh, President Barack Obama. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think that there's going to be a lot of revelations as these whistleblowers come forward and these documents are revealed. And like I said, one thing leads to another. Uh, you you would think that, uh, you know, the, uh, him being the vice president in the White House for eight years and then working side by side every day, that uh, there would have been some questions asked about what was going on in Ukraine and what Hunter was doing. I mean, I know that uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that Barack Obama had a lot of trust and confidence or respect for uh, Joe Biden. And mm -hmm. you can obviously see why now we've uh, we've seen how he performs as president for the last couple of years. But I would still think that there would be senior folks in the in the Obama side of the house. that would have been looking at what was going on in the VP side of the house and said, hey, what, what are we doing here? You know, what's happening? And and I know that they 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 viewed Hunter as a liability. Everyone did. I mean, he was a drug addict. He was running around all over the world, uh, you know, doing drugs and hooking up with hookers. And I mean, you know, and, and that's just that's, you know, that's a liability. No, no question about it. So Joe Biden, um, do you think he makes it to 2024? Can you give us a little health assessment? Yeah, I know you haven't shied away on Twitter. Yeah. Obviously, you're one of our favorite Twitter accounts. We'll throw up your Twitter account right now. Everyone needs to go follow the good doctor. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've not shied away of, of diagnosing Joe Biden. We've seen some pretty diseased looking um, shuffling around on the beaches. Uh, as of late, um, direct sun exposure, uh, Joe Biden, your thoughts, like how is he holding up? Well, he's not holding up. He's getting worse and worse. And I said at the very beginning, I said, look, he's got something going on uh, cognitively related to his age. I'm not diagnosing the man. I'm not saying he's Alzheimer's or multi-infarct dementia or Parkinson's. I'm just saying he has a serious cognitive issue that's related to his age. Uh, it, it, and any of those issues, no matter what they are, they don't get better with time. They get worse with time. And I've said Joe Biden's not a fine wine, not going to get better with time. And that's what's happening. He's continuing to deteriorate. So I don't know that he makes it another two years. I'm surprised that he's made it to the point where he has actually. But, you know, part of that's been because they just kept him out. of. They, they tried their best to, to shelter him and to keep him hidden. Uh, they can only do that for so long. And a few times they've rolled him out. It's been pretty embarrassing for our country. Uh, you know, I said before, our adversaries uh, don't fear us anymore. Our allies don't trust us anymore. And it's a large part because we don't have a, 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 a commander in chief that's in, that's in control and decisive and in leading. We don't have leadership. And so it, it's it's bad for our country. I think that uh, we will ultimately, and that's another reason why I think at some point I've said this all along, I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrats realizing that he won't make it the, the remainder of the two years, uh, they need a reason to get rid of him. If they let some of this Hunter Biden stuff blow up a little bit, that may be the way that they get rid of him instead of trying to convince him and his family that he's not cognitively or physically fit to be our president. Either way, the man needs to go. He's a danger to this country and he's, he's really, uh, he's put our national security at risk. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are saying that may be the strategy here. Final word and final question for you, Congressman, as it pertains to Donald Trump, his fitness, it seems like remarkable. <clears throat> trial after trial, indictment after indictment, the man marches on. He seems sharp as ever. And I believe that the, the, the amount of people that will rally to his side 
is going to be utterly breathtaking here. Um, your final parting thoughts on this strategically and then also physically uh, for a man who obviously uh, who you were the doctor for. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a, he's a complete opposite uh, as far as uh, the, his cognitive ability goes from President Biden. And that's why I say it's not about age. I've said that all along. I've said this stuff happens. What you see happening with President Biden, it happens to to, uh, to everyone at some point in their life as they get older. It happens to some people in their 60s. It happens to some people after they're 100 years old. We all know people that we've met that, that are 100 years old that are sharp as a tech. Donald J. Trump is as sharp as he's ever been. I mean, his memory is incredible. Uh, he, he can walk up in front, of a, in front of the press and he can just uh, unprompted without any talkers or anything, you know, just stand there and talk to them for two hours about any subject they want. Joe Biden couldn't do that for two minutes. So there's a big difference between these two men and their cognitive ability. President Trump is totally sound of mind and he's physically in good shape too. And he's definitely in shape to, to, to lead this country for another four years. And that's what we need right now. Congressman, thank you so much. Always an honor to have you on the program. Godspeed and get that Joe Biden impeached, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Benny. I appreciate it. I got to show you an absolutely remarkable clip from yesterday where Jesse Waters was reading the indictment on air and said, wait a second, questioning, hold on. There's this moment where the indictment was released and they printed it out and then you, you read it on air and it's like, wait a second, questioning the election outcomes are now illegal? Well, I know somebody who you'd be in jail. Watch. And, and, and then lastly, they're saying lying about an election is illegal. Well, then Hillary, lock her up. John Kerry, too. All right. Uh, good point. Well, but you Jonathan Turley, yes. you should respond. Not me. <laughs> Well, I, you know, this is what I was addressing before the indictment came down. I was hoping that if there were an indictment, then you would have this moment where you say, OK, I get it. I, you, this could be debated, uh, but you've got something new here. I haven't seen anything particularly new. And, you know, the, the indictment goes through and says, look, all these people told him that he lost the election. All these people said that, that Pence couldn't do that. I was one of the people writing at that time saying I thought that the president was wrong about uh, Vice President but he was also hearing from attorneys that said that we can win, uh, that Pence can do this. And so you're going to be criminalizing a difference of opinion. Now, it's true yeah. that most attorneys did not support that view. But once again, it goes to what do you need to bring an indictment against president or former president? What does the public expect? For a lot of people in the public, this is going to look like, you know, the indictments will continue till the polls change. Yeah. Here's a question. If they beat Donald Trump so badly in 2020, 81 million gajillion votes. If they actually really did beat Donald Trump so badly, these people are relatively smart tacticians, right? The system, the super state, the machine, the ghosts in the machine. Why wouldn't they just let Donald Trump run again? Why wouldn't they just let him run? Whoa, 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 whoa. don't touch that guy. We know how to beat him. We're going to destroy him. We, we beat him so handily last time, remember? In a legitimate election, remember? Why don't I just let him run again? We'll mow him over. The, the old steamroller. This is a shoo-in. It's a slam dunk. We already know how to beat him. Interesting that. Inter the answer to that question, why they won't just leave Trump alone, why they need to put him in jail before they'll let him stand for an election, is... Actually, the solution. That's actually what's going on here. That's actually the point. Once you answer that question, why they can't just leave Trump alone, why they're so scared of Trump, we legitimately beat him. Oh, really? Well, then why don't you let him run again? Hmm. Interesting. That seems to be the actual problem here for these individuals. And the ones who are true snakes are starting to show themselves. Mike Pence tweeting yesterday, today's indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself ahead of the Constitution of the President of the United States. Shut up, dude. Shut up, man. What a joke, this guy. I just, I'm so done with Mike Pence. Tucker Carlson, I'm so glad that he ended this guy's career. These people, they're, they're really starting to show their true colors. Luckily for us, Joe Biden has never been a man with any type of subtlety. 
Joe Biden was asked, what are you going to do when Donald Trump runs against you in 2024? And he answered a year ago, back when he used to let the press ask him questions, Joe Biden answered and it was, mm, it was just perfect. Watch. Conversation was tied to your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. again take power in the United <laughs> States? Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run. Uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. Um, we have to make sure that he does not become the president. Under the Constitution, we will make sure that he does not become the president. What does that tell you? What does it tell you about what they think of this man, what they think of us? We're the enemy. Wouldn't wouldn't anybody who actually believes in the way that our founders set up this country say, well, the American people are going to decide. Move. Next question. Nope. Nope. We are going to use the state to force an outcome because we hate you. And we are going to ignore the open criminality of the people who currently occupy this office in order to ensure that we maintain control. We're going to put the, the dementia, Ronnie Jackson won't say it, but I'll say it. The dementia, that's that's the feature. It's not the bug, okay? That's the feature. It's great to have a Muppet in the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, as humiliating and embarrassing as it is for our country. Hunter Biden told Devin Archer to buy a burner phone? Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you to buy a phone before we get to this story. My friends at Patriot Mobile, love these guys. They are the phone company that keeps us connected. We make sure that we do not support the woke. We make sure that we support America-loving companies on this program. And your phone is something that you touch every single day. It's a touch point for you every single day. Not a lot of items in your life that you touch every single day. Your phone is important. That service is important. And for us, it's very important because we're in the news business. And we are traveling around the country. And we want to make sure that we're connected to you, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Mobile has the best coverage in the country. 100% U.S.-based customer service. And... They are a company that shares your value, your love of free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, military veterans, and first responders. Get free activation today when you use the offer code Benny. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Hunter Biden ordering his business partner to get a burner phone before meeting with his vice president father at the White House. Trust me. Ladies and gentlemen, they've ordered Donald Trump to appear in court tomorrow. So we're going to have to cover Donald Trump's indictments a little bit more. They're all going to be the same thing. It's important to just understand what's actually happening in the country. They're all going to be the same thing. But here's what we want to tell you. We on this show, we at the Benny Brigade, we will not stop on the Joe Biden crimes. And on these stories, we will not rest. We will be relentless. We will continue. We will not allow these scumbags to try and pull the wool over our eyes every single time that there is a big breakthrough against the Biden crime family. There's a dropping of an indictment for Donald Trump. It happens again and again and again. Every single time there's a there's a timing indictment timing. It almost seems preplanned. It's almost like they have this all ri all rigged and figured out. We're not going to get distracted. We never have been. We've covered the news for you, but we will not be distracted. I think we have a short clip on that shows the actual indictment timing. Uh, we did miss this in the buildup, but uh, it's worth playing right now. You're, uh, you're going to chuckle. Watch. The timing of this indictment was coordinated to take the heat off Biden. This is the third time this has happened. You ready? On March 17th, Hunter admitted the laptop was his. And on the very next day, Trump received word Alvin Bragg was indicting him in New York. On June 8th, an FBI document broke that Ukraine paid Biden a $5 million bribe. And the next day, on June 9th, Biden's DOJ indicts Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. 
Yesterday, July 31st, a Biden insider told Congress that Biden spoke with Hunter Biden's business partners dozens of times. And Hunter was paid handsomely to get his dad to fire the prosecutor in Ukraine. And then today, August 1st, Biden's Justice Department indicts Trump on January 6th charges. Got it. It's not rigged. Not rigged at all. We're the Justice Department. When evil people are in control of justice, when evil people are the ones who decide what is truth, you're going to live inside of a collapsed society. Your society will not function. It will collapse. What you're seeing now is the collapse. We will stay on this story. Hunter Biden did tell his business partner to go to 7-Eleven or CVS and buy a burner phone before meeting with Joe Biden to talk about getting the prosecutor fired in Ukraine. Whoo, baby. That's totally what innocent people do. Completely what innocent people do. Yeah. These people are scum and we're not going to let up. We're going to march forward. We're not going to be distracted. We're not going to be tricked. We are going to stay on this like a dog with a bone. You should unsubscribe to the your favorite creators who don't actually put their shoulder to the wheel on this question about the Biden criminality. That is something that we will cover day in and day out, and we will bring you that TikTok. That is the most important story in the country. Everything else is a distraction. We will push for the impeachment of Joe Biden. We will bring on members of Congress and get them on the record. We do it every single show. And we will do it because we care about this nation, because we care about the future of this nation, and we have to live inside of a system that isn't so corrupt. It cannot last. It will not last. You care about your kids. You care about their future. You must fight this demon, and we will win. And we will win the way that any good person and moral country has only ever won in a battle against evil. We will remind ourselves what truth is. Truth is what sent Satan fleeing when he tried to tempt Christ. Truth will set us free from our captors who are currently in control of this nation. Ladies and gentlemen, we will read the truth every single show with our verse of the day. This one from Ephesians 6.2, 6.12, correction. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Let it be a reminder to you that we are not flesh and blood, that we are spiritual beings fighting a spiritual war, and you are part of that war, and you must stand upright, and you must march onward, and we'll be marching right alongside you on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. See ya.